welcome to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. Join our weekly adventures as we rock the whiskey world. We will be bringing you whiskey-related news and gossip, discussing latest bottle releases, and of course, tasting our way through delicious drams. We'll be hosting expert guests, hitting the road to visit some Scottish distilleries, and let's not forget dropping in some cheeky whiskey facts. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters, the podcast. So today's episode, we will be talking about Tobermory and discussing some of the whiskies that we tried uh, at the distillery during our recent trip to the Tobermory in Tumal. But not before we stick our noses into what's been happening in the whiskey world this week. Stick your nose in it. So, Inka, I've been dying to speak to you about this. Have you seen on the news, which you might not have done actually, because I'm just thinking you've been in Helsinki, but did you hear about that there was a fight outside a whiskey shop in London when people were queuing? (laughs) No, I did not. What happened? What happened? How crazy is this? So, it was for Springbank Distillery. That's a Campbelltown distillery, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... They were offering 500 bottles, the proceeds of which donated to the Ukraine. And there were £60 bottles, limited edition blue and yellow bottles. So people were queuing outside this whiskey shop in London and it all got a bit heated. Apparently, like people were arguing. Then it got super aggressive. The police, like, were called twice. <laughs> Somebody oh got arrested. God. How nuts That's is that? That's insane. I know, like pretty intense, isn't it? Passion or or what? But that's just taken a bit far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how about the news about the robots who can nose whiskey? How weird is that? Oh my goodness, incredible. Yeah, tell us a bit about this. So basically the scientists have come up with a robotic nose that can tell the difference between brands, origins and styles by sniffing the spirit. Oh, so crazy. And yes, the accuracy seems so impressive. A hundred percent accurate accuracy for detecting the region. 96.15% when it came to the brand name and 92.31% for style. That is weird. It's really kind of scary. <laughs> totally. Um, so they say it uses eight gas sensors to detect the odors in a vial of whiskey. Based on the molecules in the sample, the computer will be able to analyze the product. And through an algorithm, it has been trained to recognize the key character characteristics in different whiskies. Yeah, and tasting six whiskies, three blended malts and three single malts, including Johnny Walker Red and Black Label, Ardbeg, Shiva Regal and Macallan 12-year-old. Yeah, and the team hopes that the bot could could be used across a wide range of beverages, from wine to cognac and whiskey, obviously. But the question is, why? Why do we care? <laughs> like, why do we need this? I don't get it. Do you think it's just like a dead exciting gimmick for them to like pull out at tastings? Or do you think there's a practical reason? Do you think it's in case lots of us get COVID and can't smell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I just think... You know, surely there's better inventions. <laughs> Be- better ways for the AI to be used. Exactly. Yeah. Strange times, Inca. Whiskey Sisters on tour. 
So today we are talking about a distillery, Tobermory Distillery, that's very familiar to me because those of you that don't know, um, I went to school in Tobermory, which is a beautiful harbour town on the Scottish island of Mull with super cute coloured houses um, along the main street. And in fact, it was popularised by the children's television show Balamori in the early 2000s. But I think perhaps to the horror of the locals, I'm not so sure. (laughs) I don't know if Balamori stretched to Finland, Inca. No, not that I remember. (laughs) But yeah, during our last visit at Tobamori just recently, I got the feeling that the locals aren't too keen on it. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably glad that that's uh, died down now. So yeah, Tobamori is Mull's only distillery um, and has, yeah, I guess a patchy history in the sense that it's full of closures and name changes as it's been passed around from, from different owners. Founded in 1798 by a local kelp merchant, John Sinclair, who applied for a lease of 57 acres of land on the area known as Lechig with a a plan to build housing and a distillery. So his application was actually rejected, but he was granted permission to build a brewery. But never never fear, he eventually got his licence to distill. In fact, the distillery was one of the first in Scotland to take out a distilling licence way back in 1820. And then the distillery was closed for 40 years from 1837. They did get a new owner eventually in 1916, but the production fell silent again soon after, probably because of the Great Depression and Prohibition in the US, which saw demand for whiskey plummet around the world. And the distillery remained that way for another four decades. Um, But yeah, in 1972, Legic Distillery Limited was formed and they reopened the distillery as Legic. Despite the best of intentions, the crew filed for bankruptcy just three years later and the site closed once more. Yeah, I wonder why that was, you know, back in the 70s, because that's quite a short, you know, space of time, isn't it, that three years? Cost a lot of money, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. So eventually in 1979, Tobermory Distillers Limited was established, which renamed the distillery as Tobermory. Sadly, its efforts to re-establish Tobermory Distillery failed and the site closed again only three years later again, like unlucky or what? Um, so its buildings were transformed into holiday lets and cheese storage facilities. Do you know, like that's so sad, but cheese is, is quite nice. <laughs> Better to have whiskey and cheese though, right, instead of one or the other. But it wasn't until 1993 when Burn Stewart Distillers bought the distillery buildings and its remaining stock that Tobermory once more had a future ahead of it. And that's right, when I was, I'm revealing my age somewhat here, but when I was at high school in Tobermory, the distillery was not, um, it was not operating then. Um, Burn Stewart is now owned itself by South African Wine and Spirits Group Distel. And the company invested heavily in bringing the distillery back into production once more and needed maintenance, renovation and finally fired up the stills once more in 2019 under the Tobermory distillery name. And let's not 
uh, forget because it's really important to mention that it fairly recently appointed a new manager at only 27 years of age and that's Cara Gilbert. Don't know if she's 28 yet, originally from Clackmannanshire. Yeah, so she was appointed to to oversee the running of Tobermory Distillery um, and probably one of the youngest distillery managers out there. How amazing. I think so. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow, Palava with the closing, opening, closing, opening, closing. Yeah. Um, but hopefully it will stay open this time. Exactly. And now they are actually distilling two types of single malts. Um, and I think they have three gins as well now. Have you tried their gin, Inca? I tried the, the first gin, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, they've got the coastal gin and a mountain gin, which uh, I'm actually annoyed with myself. I didn't try the coastal one because I love all the coastal gins, Yay. normally all the flavoury stuff with seaweed. So, uh, but yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, so they do two different types of single molds. So they have the Tobomori expression and Le- Legic expression, which the latter is peated. But it's not, in my opinion, very heavily peated. It's quite light. Um, so for those who aren't used to peated expressions, yeah. uh, it's not like the Isla crazy medicinal stuff. Going to slap you in the face with a peat. It's a bit gentler. Yeah, exactly. So we actually tried quite a few whiskies when we recently visited there. But then the, the core tasting includes two Tobermory expressions and two le- Legic expressions. So I thought we could just go through a little bit of you know, tasting notes on those for people to yeah. find out a bit more. Like, because I saw they available online on their website as well. So it's not just that you have to visit the distillery to have access to yeah. these bottles. Although we were very lucky getting to taste while visiting because it's such a pretty, you know, setting, isn't it? And the mm. tasting room we were in, how beautiful was that with all the different colours? We'll post some pictures on social media if you want a little nosy at the where we were where we were enjoying these drams. Dram on fire. So Tobermory 2012 was aged in ex-bourbon casks and bottled at 57.8%. Um, it had a really nice light golden straw colour, didn't it? Yeah, really nice. And on the nose, uh, we were getting a bit of baked apple and kind of fruity sweetness. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All those lovely um, notes you would expect, like a kind of vanilla custard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like a yeah, toffee, burnt sugar, that kind of nice sweetness. Really nice. Yeah, definitely. And for like on the palate, um, again, you know, quite a kind of gentle sweetness, but like a beautiful kind of baked apple pie with some oats. And it felt, you know, the mouth feels quite light, quite um quite dry um i thought it was a real easy sipper and went down very effortlessly yeah it did um there was a little bit of uh spicy notes of nutmeg Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that kind of woodiness yeah yeah and we did add you know a little bit of water didn't we we you know Mm -hmm. although both of us tend to prefer not to but in the spirit of you know going for the tasting full experience we did add some water for me, it definitely lost something, you know, both on the nose and the palate when I, kind of I opened it up with water. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same. Um, it became a little bit more grassy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't as um, 
oh, I don't know what's the word. Like it's the flavors went so extensive. It's not yeah. so rich, I guess. Yeah, for me, definitely, it lost some depth. I only added two drops of water as well, so it wasn't like loads. It's amazing, isn't it, how that small amount can just fundamentally change it and, and change your experience. But I certainly, you know, and I certainly, if I had been, you know, enjoying a dram at home and had added that drop of water, I would have been a bit disappointed and wished I hadn't bothered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, but this next one that was quite exciting as well. But it was the Tobermory 1995 Manzanilla expression. So f first 14 years in bourbon casks mm -hmm. and then rest uh, remaining time in Manzanilla, which is a type of sherry. So it's a bit unusual. Normally the sherry casks distilleries use are always Oloroso or PX. Yeah. Um, so Manzanilla was something slightly different. It was quite pleasant. So this was, yeah, yeah 25 years old bottled at cask strength at 52.7%. I remember the colour on this one being really beautiful, like kind of a fairly light and golden again, but maybe with a bit more rust, kind of sunset colours, bit more kind of orangey warm reds. I thought it was really pretty colour-wise. Mm, yeah, it was really nice, really nice. And the, on the nose, lovely, lovely flavour, uh, aromas of red currants. Mm -hmm kind of wine tannins uh a bit like a sweet sour feel to it wasn't mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. that's right i was thinking of kind of green apples like dipped in scottish tablets so a kind of you know tangy um green apple with a uh, that lovely sweetness kind of milky sweetness from tablet getting really mm -hmm. real depth of aromas with this one on the nose yeah uh on the palate uh it was quite different actually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ash, notes of ash, tobacco, kind of woodiness. Yeah. Um, I got, was it this one? I think I got a few, if I remember right, you said that it reminded you of the Glendronach Parliament. Yes. That is right. And it was sort of like I got that sort of excited depth of flavour from this one that um that I got with that that we're gonna go on to speak about in an episode soon. Spoiler. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, it it did remind me of the Glendronach Parliament and that kind of oh, I'm not sure, maybe Brazil nut kind of woodiness. Yeah, really I really enjoyed this one um without water. Yeah, it had a, look, a quite short finish though. And yeah, we added again to a couple of drops of water and I started to get much more of coffee, a biscuit on the nose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know, I think they might do this in the UK as well, but in Finland they have these biscuits that are quite plain biscuits, but they have kind of sugary coating, which is a light brown because it's mm -hmm. with coffee. So it's kind ah. of milky, coffee biscuity yeah yeah which actually was quite nice and there's that kind of salt saltiness of tuck biscuits yes. you know, the kind of savoury cracker and that I, I guess the kind of seaside saltiness was coming through a little bit more then mm. albeit in a light way yeah oh actually I just remembered something that we didn't mention earlier I was wearing a Bunaven hoodie Yes. When we went to visit, and I was like, oh, I feel really bad because I should have had my Tobo Murray one, but I didn't bring it with me. And it turns out I didn't actually know this that Tobo Murray's uh, sister distillery is uh, Bunavin. Yes. 
how nice is that? All connected. Yeah. And then you didn't have to feel a traitor sitting there in your Buna Babe I top. Know. Amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's go to Lechix. Yeah. The smoky goodness. I was really looking forward to this, but I like I like them, but then maybe a little bit disappointed. Like I, I thought I would like these more than the Topo Marita. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I thought, oh, Inca's going to love these because we're now going to the smoky side. But I concurred that it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, the Legic 2012 was also uh, aged in bourbon casks um, and it's also one of these Warehouse One releases. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the same as the Tobermary 2012, the same idea, but then obviously this one is yeah. more. And a really high ABV at 60.3%. No wonder we were slightly tipsy after yeah. this meeting. <laughs> I think it was so, you know, strong. I think it was quite nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, on the nose, sweet peat, cooked ham. Yeah. Uh, really got quite strong on the ham, wasn't it? Like honey-glazed yeah. ham or, you know. That's right. I started wanting my dinner when we yeah. were nosing this one. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's lots of ripe uh, peach and maybe some red crepes, like, you know, the really sweeter ones when they're yeah. a little bit overdone. But those, that lovely kind of sweet, savoury, smoky, really, really pleasant on the nose, I I think. Mm. Yeah, it was very nice. And on the palate, what did you get? Yeah, it, well, I, well, I didn't actually get as much on the palate as I was anticipating, maybe more kind of like cooked fruits, less savoury than I was anticipating. And I found it really interesting when you mentioned you found it like almost quite saliva producing, you know. Yeah, and, it was, and I was yeah. like, oh, yes, me too. Like I hadn't noticed until you said, but very much so. Yeah, it was funny. Um, then Diana uh, who was hosting this tasting for us, she explained that that's quite common when you're, you know, when you breathe the sea air and yeah. you get that saltiness from the air, it actually, even then, it can make your mouth water a little bit. We were, yeah, this is it. We went to Tobermory Distillery and our mouths were watering. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so with, again, we tried it with water as well and it was a bit dry, I think, mm -hmm. The water was added and maybe a kind of white pepper spice yeah yeah, yeah it was less sweet yeah yeah mm -hmm. and again yeah. not to be completely you know dismissive of adding water but just as a personal preference I, it, it wasn't for me again I enjoyed it less once I'd added water yeah the finish fell a bit short with water I think mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. as deep and rich I guess a bit lighter mm. yeah I was imagining for the second electric that it would be a kind of smoky bad boy and it was going to be like, you know, I know. rocking I'm... out the bottle with like yeah. thunderbolts and smoke. But it wasn't I that, was it? I a sample bottle into my glass thinking like, oh my God, I live for this one. And That's then... right. <laughs> uh, I think it actually end up being my least favourite. That's oh, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So the colour on this one was beautiful as well. It was kind of rosewood, mm -hmm. um, Amarone wine colour. Yes. Slightly, you know, pinkish, I guess. Kind of similar to the Tobermory 1995, like that rusty sunset feel to it, but yes. more pink than 
deep red. Yeah. And again, cast strength, 56.9% with this second leg shake. Yeah, it was uh, completely aged in Bordeaux wine casks, red wine casks. So there was no bourbon um, before the red wine, which that's why I actually thought I would really like it because I love the smoke peat with wine casks yes. or cherry casks usually. That so combination. really surprised me that it wasn't anything like what I was expecting. So we were getting quite a lot of notes on the nose with this one, weren't we, Inca? You know, we spent quite a while and just a few of the notes like those I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Is it medjool dates? Those big juicy plump dates? Definitely getting kind of that strong on the nose. Mm -hmm. Um, You were getting some that kind of sweet popcorn, but different kind of berries in the nose as well. Yeah, a bit more like cranberries rather than uh, sweeter ones. And the the smoke was very mellow on the nose. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. There was a little bit. I found some herbs on the nose as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and with the sweet po- popcorn it was kind of I think not completely sweet like I'm thinking the combination of the salty popcorn with the oh sweet, you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense on the palate very sweet yeah but it definitely had more texture compared to the previous three Yes, yeah, that's true. But your real sweetness, maybe kind of like maple syrups and again, those red fruits like cranberry. Like again, I think this the ones that are slightly more sour than sweet, like no <laughs> strawberries or raspberries. But it was just so sweet. It, do you know, I have a sweet tooth, but that being said, I don't always like super sweet, um, you know, alcoholic beverages. But I did find it sickly sweet, this yeah. one. You know when you have something really sweet and it almost hurts your forehead? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Yeah, it was like definitely too sweet for for my palate. But do you know what I was thinking afterwards, actually? Like, I wonder if you were doing like taste, you know, if you'd maybe tasted like something much more smoky, much more peated and this is a comparison or maybe doing, you know, some like food tasting along with it like to maybe kind of complement and balance out I don't know it just felt like kind of overpoweringly sweet for me yeah maybe you know yeah something savory yeah like those popcorn or salted nuts or I don't know even just something yeah that's it unleash the cheese with that do something too sweet Um, do you I just I don't remember but do you happen to remember how old this one was 10 years old that was again 10 years old so 10 years in red border red white casts and it became so sweet yeah I just can't get my head around that at all yeah it is it's it's quite it was quite fascinating that one and for you of those four Mm -hmm. which was your favorite I think um probably I would say the second Togomari the bourbon and manzanilla. Ah. Uh, and also Legic bourbon. Okay. I quite yeah. like the Legic bourbon um, as well. Well, actually, like, I think the first three were, I think it started to get sweeter and sweeter towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. For me, the standout one was the the Tobermory, uh, is how do you say manzanilla? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that one um I thought that one was beautiful I really enjoyed that and I would um you would definitely sample a dram of that again lovely 
Whiskey Sisters Whiskey Fact. Charles Jochen, the baker on board the doomed ship Titanic, trod water for an incredible three hours. Whew, he must have had an almighty thigh on him before being rescued. But he claimed that he survived and hadn't succumbed to the frosty cold in which other people perished because he was pretty much steaming from the amount of whiskey he had consumed <laughs> as the Titanic was slowly sinking. Yes, as others headed for the lifeboats, he apparently headed to the bar. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I think I would do that as well. <laughs> yeah, nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Go and get the most expensive whiskey from the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, totally. So yeah, the other other passengers, sober, no doubt, <laughs> um, were estimated to have survived in the water for an average 15 minutes and he survived three hours. Yeah, it's quite the difference. Yeah. And in the movie, Jack, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, uh survives for around six minutes. So if only he'd open a bottle of the good stuff. <laughs> To be fair, he was unlucky because that Kate Winslet hogged that door. There was so much room for them both, I right? Know. Yeah. She probably had a bottle and drank it herself. Dodge. Whiskey Sisters! In next week's episode, we'll be focusing on Clendronach Distillery and sipping both of the 15-year-old and 21-year-old parliament. Oh, yes. Love this distillery. And I get very excited about one of these whiskies. I mentioned that earlier. And you may have heard us talk a bit about Glendronach when we had Stuart Buchanan, Global Ambassador for Benriach, Glendronach and Glenglassa on in episode nine. If you missed that, you might want to look back because he's the man. So dig out your Glendronach and pour yourself a dram. And hey, join us next Wednesday. Meanwhile, you can keep up to date on all things Whiskey Sisters on our Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, Twitter at Whiskey Sisters, and Facebook at Whiskey Sisters Podcast. Um, and if there's been any funky noises or there's some um, sound, sound issues on this week's episode, I'm really sorry because my headphones broke. And my <laughs> microphone, so Did I'm you just... get tipsy and sit in your headphones, Anka? Maybe. With the whiskey. Until next week, Jennifer. See you then, Anka. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Oh my God.